So I'm going to start today with a real simple question. 20 to 30, we make mistakes. 30 to 40, we try to figure out how to make some money. About 40 to 50, you start asking a different question. And that question is, what am I supposed to be doing? See, some of you in this room of an audience this size are not doing what you are supposed to be doing. You're probably on the wrong bus, doing the wrong thing. You're trying to figure out why you can't get motivated or excited. You're in an occupation versus a vocation, that which occupies your time in which you receive a paycheck. Vocation from the Latin term voice or calling in life. See, this is my calling. I don't need you to psych me up or motivate me or get me excited because this is what God put me on this earth to do. I get to wake up every day and play. Okay? And, and if it's highly enjoyable and highly profitable, would that be good? Yes or no? Yes. If it's highly enjoyable and highly profitable and I get to impact a lot of people, would that be even better? Yes. Okay, that is possible for people. That is possible for people. So, so the first question I want you to write down is the bigger question. Is what are you supposed to be doing? What do you feel like you're supposed to be doing? Not what you're currently doing. What are you supposed to be doing based on your skills and your talents your attitudes and your habits, just take a minute right now and write that out, what you believe today you're supposed to be doing. I was in New York City speaking, and uh, a woman came to the workshop that day with a real bad attitude. Attitude is a posture of the body represented by physical state. Can you tell when another person has a bad attitude? You can tell by the way they walk in the room. You can tell by the posture of their body. There's going to be a full-day workshop, so she came and she sat on the very front row, and she had a bad attitude. Her company had paid for her to come there that day, right? I'm sure they said, you need some motivation. <laughs> Go hear this guy talk. And so, you know, the, the, so she sat on the front row where Marissa's sitting, and man, she just, I would talk about something, and she'd go, <sighs> just, <sighs> and, and, the, and the more miserable she looked, the more competitive I got. And I'm like, I ain't leaving until this woman has a good attitude, right? And I'm gonna, the, the more miserable she is, the harder I'm going to coach. Full room of people, just like this. And so halfway through the day, we're going and boom and boom, and she's still got a bad attitude. Three hours into it, she's got a bad attitude. And finally, we take a break for lunch, and she comes back in, and she's the first one back in the room. She's smiling. She's laughing. She's joking. She's friendly. And I'm like, what, has, what, hap what happened to you, right? And she said, oh, I, I can't w wait to tell you what happened to me. And I said, just hold it till I bring everybody back. Because I want you to tell everybody how I motivated you today. The word, <laughs> right? Now, the word motivate means to move. The word inspire means to breathe life into. The word activate means to initiate. So when you think about what I was trying to do with her, I was trying to initiate something inside of her so she would get motivated to move, right? So she comes back. I bring her up front. And I said, look, this woman's got a testimonial on what has happened here today. And she said, I want you to know, I want everybody in this room to know Coach Bird is motivated. He has inspired me. He has validated exactly what I thought when I came to hear him speak today. And I said, please tell everybody what I have motivated you to do. She put her hands up in there and said, quit my job. <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. I'm like, well, don't go back and tell your boss who footed the bill that I went to this workshop and now I want to quit. But that happens a lot. Now, let me ask you a question, okay? Let me ask you a question for the, for the business owners in the room. When a person does quit, 
they typically quit well before they quit. How many of y'all would agree with that? They can still show up physically, which I'm here in the body, but I'm not here in the mind, and I'm not here in the heart. And to be good, you need to be here with your whole self. I'm here physically, I'm here mentally, I'm here emotionally, I'm here spiritually, like I'm here because I want to be here. So I thought about that because when she went back and quit, it was because she was on the wrong bus doing the wrong thing. But the, the truth is she probably quit a long time ago. And that day she probably made it official. And if you're like me, you may have a hard time letting people go because you got a big heart, right? And I have a big heart, so I keep people around. I keep giving them chances. And, and you know, Eric told me today, he said, Coach, I'm on my ninth life with you. And I said, I know. I fired you four times, Eric. Uh, <laughs> but you're still here. You just keep showing up. So I guess you can stick around for a while, okay? But, but here's my point. There is a difference when you're thinking about your next year. There, when I ask you, what are you supposed to be doing? There is a difference between an occupation, that which occupies your time and which you receive a paycheck for. You are there physically. You are, you are trading your time and money, time and energy for money, right? And you probably don't have your heart involved in it. You're probably not that engaged with it. You probably don't care that much about it. You're just showing up and going through the motions. And because of that, the world is saying back to you, is that all you have? And if that's all you got, right, think of your work as a distribution channel for your talents, so you have certain talents, every person in the room, right? And I'm going to get into that right now. And then you distribute those talents through your work. Because the average person is going to spend 35 to 50 years of their life working. So you look at the percentages, the average person spends 23 years of their life sleeping. They spend nine and a half years in their car. They spend six years eating. That's probably low, truthfully. They spend 15 to 25 years in education or training. And they spend 35 to 50 years of their life working. The largest percentage of your life will be spent most likely in and through a job. That's where you spend the majority of your time. So if you have this aversion to your work, this negative mindset toward your work, then you're really wasting a lot of time and energy. Would you agree? See, when I started coaching when I was 15 years old, back in Woodbury, Tennessee, we got some Woodbury boys in here. The minute I started coaching, I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And when I tried jobs, I worked at a bank, I pumped gas, I was the worst gas pumper in America. <laughs> My mom can attest to that. People would ask me to check the, check the oil, I checked the transmission fluid. Like I was, I was so bad at what, all those things. But when I was coaching, man, I was like, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I don't know why I figured out at 15 how I was able to know at 15 years old, but I, but I, I did. Now I'm like, how can I go do this professionally? Then I started going, how can I go, right? When I left 31 years old, how can I go up and make a little bit of money with this? Then, then 35 years old, it's like, okay, we're on to something here. Then it's like, how can we go make millions of dollars doing this? You with me? And I would look at people doing it, and I'd be like, okay, he's doing this, he's doing this, he's doing this. I can do that. I can do that. So, so there's a difference between an occupation and a vocation. Now, here's a big question. Can you, can you be really good at an occupation? And the answer is yes. You can be really good at your work if you take personal pride in your work. Because it gives you meaning, it gives you purpose, gives you something, right? Gives you something to work at. Now, so so the question is occupation, that which occupies my time, it's my work. I'm distributing my talents through my work. Because when I sit down and map out my year, and I did this uh, about three weeks ago, everything I'm doing with you today, I, I did about three weeks ago. 
And I sit down with my wife, who's here today, and, and I, the first question we start with is, what do we want to do? What do we not want to do? What, what is working and what ain't working? What brings us happiness? What brings us misery? Right? And I start going, okay, this is what I love to do. So the question is, when it comes to finding your voice and talents, in an ideal world, you find your talents and then you, and then you go distribute your talents, what? Through your work. And the people who are really good at distributing their talents typically make more money because they're, they're skilled at, at solving a problem with their talent. And there is a correlation between the income they're making and the skills they have. Now, some people in this room are in the wrong vehicle, meaning you're in a vehicle. You may be a level 10 person, but you may be stuck at a level 4 vehicle. How many of y'all can identify with that? Okay, so when I was a basketball coach, the most money I could make was here, and, uh, and then I couldn't make any more money, no matter how hard I worked, no matter how many games I won. And the principal came to me and he said, look, we, we love you. We don't want you to leave because we know you're going to get offers to go other places and coach. And he said, I, I don't have any more money to give you. So they gave me the driver's ed car to drive home. <laughs> True story. That's my company car. And so I'd drive in this green Bonneville driver's ed car. So I, the kids would drive it during the day and I'd go get it in the afternoon and I would drive it home at night and I would take the sticker off that said driver's ed car. And it was all cool until people got in and had a break in the passenger side. <laughs> and people say, what's this break in here for? And I'd say, that's just how they make these Bonnevilles. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like a new age Bonneville. <laughs> now, here's the deal. I did not think about money. I didn't think about my future. I didn't think about building for later. I didn't think about building. Well, I didn't think about any of those things. I just thought, woke up every day and tried to be the best at what I was doing. And opportunity came. <laughs>